the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. This great nation will endure as it has endured. Let me assert my firm belief that the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Freedom and the dignity of the individual have been more available and assured here than in any other place on earth. You are about to embark upon the great crusade toward which we have striven these many months. The eyes of the world are upon you. The hopes and prayers of liberty-loving people everywhere march with you. We're not, as some would have us believe, doomed to an inevitable decline. I do not believe in a fate that will fall on us no matter what we do. I do believe in a fate that will fall on us if we do nothing. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. From every mountainside, let freedom ring, and if America is to be a great nation, this must become true. So let freedom ring. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is Always Right Radio on AM 1420, The Answer. Here's your host, Bob France. Yes, indeed it is, and a good morning to you. Just two more days of this crap as we get started on this Wednesday. It's the 28th morning of the sixth month of the year of our Lord, 2023. Two more days of this filth, this debauchery, this... This homage to decadence. That's what we are watching. Thanks so much for being with us this morning. It is, uh, yeah, it is the month of groom. Two more days, and then we can perhaps somehow get to back. Then again, are we ever going to be get back to any kind of a normalcy? I, I talked about this a little bit earlier this week too. You know, as we count down the days left in the month of groom, and uh, reality is they're going to continue this crap, whether it's the official Pride Month or not. I mean, for goodness sakes, I've got stories uh, all over the place here about what is happening, particularly in the worst of the worst offenders, the blue states that continue to attack your children. I've got a story in front of me right now. A California state senator is issue or is uh, proposing a bill that says, quote, among other allowances, or excuse me, this isn't a quote, uh, but among other allowances, it authorizes courts to, quote, take temporary jurisdiction, end quote, of a child if that child has been, quote, unable to obtain gender-affirming health care, end quote. You understand this? This this 
California state senator is holding up a book that's headlined, or excuse me, that's entitled Don't Tell Mom or Dad. And it shows a little uh, a, a grown man whispering into a child's uh, uh, ear. It's uh, it's this is the kind of thing we're talking about. Just because the month of groom ends, it does not mean that this is going to end. There are so many. Governor Kathy Hochul in New York has declared a state of sanctuary. They're a sanctuary. They were already a sanctuary state, right? For illegal immigrants. They have now been declared, according to the governor, a sanctuary for parents of trans kids evading sex change bans. In other words, if you are in a state that has a reasonable law, like the one that we just passed out of the House that needs to get through the Senate, that needs to get through the governor's office, uh, the SAFE Act, if you live in a state that bans sex change uh, procedures for children, which, of course, is... Absolutely insane, the notion of sex change uh, procedures for children, but it's reality. But if you live in one of those states, come to New York. It will be a sanctuary for you. Their legislation that Kathy Hochul just signed uh, amends existing family court law to prohibit law enforcement or state agencies from cooperating with laws in certain states that ban or limit sex changes or minors for minors. In other words, if you're trying to, if you live in a state that is trying to protect children from radical, um, mutilating surgery in order to stop the insanity that has been pushed and forced into their heads by social contagions and by um, influencers and educators and so forth. If you have a state like that, which is reasonable, just come to New York. Reason has no place here. Um, This is incredible. Non-binary identifying students in the state of New Jersey are up over four thousand percent now you have to really grasp that since 2019 four thousand percent you think all these people have truly have gender dysphoria think all these people truly are not being influenced by social contagion the social contagion of of uh sexual ideology and transgender ideology i mean come on so it is a very, very bizarre. I mean, I could just sit here and go through story after story after story. Um, but we have a lot of other things to do as well. So thanks for being with us. Uh, we have a lot to do today. Coming up on the program, uh, we're going to be talking with Jack Windsor. That'll be coming up at 1110 this morning. We're going to be talking to Max Miller at 1035. Congressman Max Miller, six months in on the job. We're going to get his uh, kind of take on where things are there. So Max Miller and Jack Windsor will join us. I welcome you to join us as well at 216-901-0945 when the mood strikes you. Now, before we get into the top news of the day, let's go ahead and pledge our allegiance to our flag while we still have one and while we still can if you are a patriot stand and face your flag put your hand on your heart and join us for this pledge if you are a believer in any of the repugnant things that i was just decrying a few moments ago then you do not believe in that flag you do not believe in this country and therefore you are exempted from the request to pledge your allegiance to it you may instead take a knee next to that socialist quarterback over there for the rest of us i pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands one nation under God indivisible with liberty and justice for all I got a story in the New York Post about a dad 
who lost custody of his son for daring to help guide his son and questioning his new identity as a transgender person. And this, this stuff is all over the place. They are targeting your children. They want you to know it, and they don't care what you have to say about it. Nothing will deter them uh, in this mission to take over your kids and to break up your families, to break up the building blocks of Western civilization, the nuclear family. That's reality. Okay, top news of the day. Breaking news of sorts here. CBS News, this is from the post-millennial, but CBS News is reporting that the document from the Trump audio tape that uh, you know is, 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 is all the rage now on CNN and MSNBC, the one that we played yesterday, we talked about it with Kirsten out briefly, the document that Donald Trump is allegedly waving as he talked to a room full of uh, supporters, don't even know who they all are, quite frankly, in Bedminster, um, that document is not apparently part of the Department of Justice's case against him. It was it was presented as the centerpiece, the smoking gun. I mean, not that there was a smoking gun singular document, because he of course has been accused of uh, and has acknowledged holding withholding you know boxes and boxes and boxes of of documents, many of them classified. Uh, but he has said, look, Presidential Records Act means I get to declassify anything I want to, therefore this is a non-story. But they presented this as this particular document was one that was so secret it involved military plans, potentially for actions involving Iran. Now, you know this, and he that's the document he was allegedly waving around as he talked to his guests and talked about how, yeah, I could have declassified this when I was president, but I can't now. Here's the audio. This was leaked by the DOJ, the corrupt Merrick Garland-led DOJ, and the corrupt Jack Smith-led special uh, prosecution here. This was the tape everybody was talking about. We played it yesterday. And by the way, it does sound bad. I'll get to that part in a minute. But what you need to know here is that the Department of Justice isn't even talking about the document that they uh, kind of referenced in this audio tape. Listen. This was done by the military, given to me. This was done by the military, given to me. It makes it sound like it was a military document, but let's go on. This was done by the military, given to me. Uh, I think we can probably... I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. Yeah, we'll have to try to figure out a. a yeah. See, as president, I could have declassified. Yeah. No, I can't. You know, but this is. Yeah, classy. now we have a problem. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. It's so yeah. cool. Yeah. I mean, it's so. I'm look. We here and I have. A, and you probably almost didn't believe me, but now you believe me. No, I believe. It's you. incredible, right? No. They, hey, bring they some. Uh, bring some cokes in, please. So that's the, the, the meat. It's the 30, uh, 30 seconds of the minute-and-a-half-long tape, or two minute, almost two minutes long tape. And the document, which he said is military in nature, um, is not part, this is a, literally a breaking news story as, as of this morning, is not part of the DOJ case against him. Trump has continued to say he's done nothing wrong. He was on the campaign trail in New Hampshire yesterday. And he said, we had lots of papers, a lot of papers stacked up. You could hear the rustling of the paper. Nobody said I did anything wrong. Catherine Herridge at CBS reports 
that he says he declassified all the records he took from the White House and that um, the recording was going to be used or could be used against Trump as evidence of wrongdoing, but now reports that the actual document that the recording references is not part of the DOD case. Wait, what? The indictment against Trump for the, quote, willful retention of national defense information, end quote, includes a transcript, CBS reports, of the conversation. It has been assumed that those individuals who Trump has allegedly spoken to had been interviewed by the DOJ. However, it has now been revealed by CBS and Catherine Harridge that the document Trump was allegedly discussing at Bedminster is not among those documents that Trump is accused of having retained. This is the most bizarre, quote-unquote, investigation, and yes, prosecution now, persecution and prosecution since the indictment has been handed down that I've ever heard of. They don't know what they're using and what they're not. They're claiming that this, in the indictment, that this tape exists, and now we know it does because they leaked it, corrupt as they are. They're claiming that this tape was going to be the nail in the Trump coffin, the smoking gun, because he's talking about a military document with sensitive information about Iran on it, but that document is not part of their case. Only the tape is. Somebody explain how that works. I don't think there is an explanation for how that works. CBS reporting that, quote, CBS News has learned that Trump has not been charged for keeping the document he's talking about on that tape. Special Counsel Jack Smith's office declined to answer our questions about the Iran memo or the audio tape, end quote, said Catherine Harridge. Joe Biden's DOJ has alleged that Trump obstructed justice when he reviewed boxes of documents for which the DOJ had uh, issued a subpoena. Those boxes were seized by the FBI from Trump's Mar-a-Lago home in August of 2022. Biden's DOJ also apparently leaked the audio. Of course they did. Of Trump. See, this is the thing that you, I, I brought this up yesterday. This is one of the most infuriating things. If you're just trying to be, you know, a, a believer in the system, a believer in fairness and equality of justice, this is one of the most aggravating things. If there's something that the DOJ and only the DOJ has possession of, like this tape, that is potentially harmful to Donald Trump or conservatives. It leaks in two seconds flat, even though it's only in the possession of the DOJ. It finds its way to CNN. But if you have evidence that is harmful to Joe Biden and his business partner, the Wonder Boy, Hunter Biden, that gets buried, doesn't see the light of day, and in fact is they manufacture a letter that they circulate among former intel agents saying, you know, that's not really valid. That's uh, that's Russian uh, disinformation. Yeah, that's what that is. That laptop that shows all of those emails and all of those records about Joe Biden and Hunter Biden being in business. Yeah, that stuff. No. It's 2023, my friends, and we are just now finding out about the WhatsApp message that Hunter Biden sent in 2017 when joe was vice president six years later we're just getting this but donald trump's alleged call uh, or uh, conversation the recording uh finds its way to cnn in like three point you know 2.5 seconds but the bizarre part of this now 
according to CBS, is that while the tape is part of the case against Trump, the document being discussed in the tape is not part of the case against Trump. Somebody at the DOJ is going to have to explain this. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. By the way, for President Trump's part, yesterday, in responding to the tape, he described the audio tape as just him bragging. He said it was bravado. Just bravado. Um, the quote here from uh, from yesterday, I would say, let's see, speaking with ABC News, and I'm just looking for the reporter's name. It's escaping me at the moment here, but that's okay. Um yeah, I can't find the name, but it's okay. ABC News, the former president, said he did not share classified information. He chalked it up to bravado. Quote, I would say it was bravado, if you want to know the truth. It was bravado. I was talking and just holding up papers and talking about them, and but I had no documents. I didn't have any documents. I just held up a whole pile of, my desk is loaded up with papers. I have papers from 25 different things, he said. He said some of the uh, uh, things that he held up were plans. He said, quote, uh, plans. I was talking about building plans and plans for golf courses. Did I use the word plans? What I'm referring to is magazines and newspapers, plans of buildings. I had plans of buildings, you know, building plans. I had plans of a golf course, end quote. And, you know, I, I, I'm trying to piece all this together, and that doesn't help. They're, they're scheming and per, against him and persecuting him. They're using an audio tape that references a document that they're not using. And then here's President Trump saying, I was talking about golf course plans. That doesn't work either. Is anybody being honest in this situation? President Trump, you can't have been talking about golf course plans when you said I could have declassified this. That is the one line they cannot, and and that the Trump team of lawyers is going to have to explain away. What do you mean you could have declassified it? You can't declassify a golf course plan because a golf course plan was never classified. You can't declassify a newspaper article or a magazine cover because those aren't classified either. The only thing you can declassify is something that was classified. That, that he's, every time he talks about this stuff, I think he digs himself a little bit of a deeper hole to climb out of. And that affects all of us. Because the odds are overwhelming that he's going to be our nominee for, for president in 2024. And all of us are going to be impacted by this if he doesn't develop some message discipline. Let's put it that way. By going out there and doing these interviews with Brett Baer and going on with ABC, oh, he's talking about uh, golf court. No, you weren't. Because those aren't classified. Stop talking. This is, this is what they mean by the Fifth Amendment. This is what they mean, Mr. President. Sometimes it's better not to say anything if, it, if what you say may incriminate you. You're incriminating yourself in a situation that is already deconstructed, and it's imploding before our very eyes. The government's case is going to implode. Don't make it easier on them by saying things that are going to make you look terrible, and this is one of those. Do not tell people that you were talking about newspaper articles or golf course plans when you said, I could have declassified this. I couldn't. I could have then, but I can't now because I'm, uh, I'm not president anymore. You literally are claiming that this is a classified document. 
if you're saying I can't declassify it now because I'm not president, well, what in a box full or a desk full of golf course plans or building plans or newspaper articles and magazines would be classified for you to even be talking about this? It doesn't make any sense. The president needs to stop hurting his own cause. And the reason why is we need him. We need him. It is highly unlikely that anybody is going to catch him on the Republican nominee. And so whether you are a Trump supporter at the outset or not, he's going to be our guy. And I've said from the beginning that I will support our nominee to the hilt. And I will campaign for him. I will be on the radio fighting for him. And I don't care if it was Chris Christie. I would do that to stop a Democrat like Joe Biden from from being in the Oval Office again. I don't care if it's Chris Christie. Whoever it is, we are going to have to fight for. And whoever it is shouldn't make our job harder to fight for them by saying dumb things in, in very ill-advised interviews. That's the reality. we got more on this coming up. More on the Hunter Biden side. More on the President Trump side. And the Hunter Biden side, by the way, means more on the Joe Biden side, doesn't it? we got all of that coming up. Always right, Radio AM 1420, The Answer. Keeping you informed among the uninformed. Always right radio with Bob France on The Answer. Okay, 936. Good Wednesday morning to you. Thanks for being here. Let's dive into this a little more now. Um, At least one ex-attorney general uh, has declared that Hunter Biden must be summoned before uh, the legislature. Congress should summon Hunter Biden and also the prosecutors who are supposed to be looking into his case. They must be called before Congress. Um, I completely concur. Reports that whistleblower testimony may contradict a pledge from Merrick Garland that Delaware U.S. Attorney David Weiss could investigate Hunter Biden unimpeded by Maine Justice. One of the top, uh, one of uh, uh, Garland's predecessors called for special select prosecutors to be hauled before Congress. Matthew Whitaker, who was a former U.S. attorney for the Southern District of Iowa, who was then acting attorney general under President Trump, suggested testimony for prosecutors in Washington and L.A. may be the key to ascertaining the truth in regard to Weiss's abilities and whether or not he was blocked from pursuing charges against Hunter Biden. I would also remind everybody that Hunter Biden should not be off limits here in any way, shape, or form. Why can Congress not call? I know he hasn't been charged with a crime yet, but a lot of people who have been charged with crimes are called before Congress to answer questions, particularly as they pertain, they pertain to an executive office, his father's vice presidency. Meanwhile, Hunter Biden is being deposed, not for any of the alleged crimes in his... Um, uh, in his um, WhatsApp message, in which he is extorting and and demanding payment uh, uh, for him and his father from his Chinese business associates, he's being deposed in the laptop case by the lawyers for the laptop repair shop, the computer repair shop owner who actually turned over that laptop, which kind of launched and should have launched the end of the Biden presidential aspirations. As you know, this happened several weeks before the 2020 election in November of 2020. This laptop became available and newsworthy, and that is, of course, when the news cycle buried it. And Twitter 
and Facebook buried any uh, uh, stories about it, declaring it to be Russian misinformation. The Obama um, machine that that uh, Joe Biden benefited from and Hunter Biden used to sell access to Joe Biden's name and his office, it was all there in black and white, and no one was allowed to talk about it. The New York Post was the only mainstream news source that actually reported on it, and they were censored and had their account shut down by Twitter and by Facebook. Um, we know the story by now. They literally declared this to be Russian misinformation, and as evidence of it, they got former intel officers and agents to sign a declaration saying, we believe this to be Russian intel uh, uh, misinformation. If they had stayed out of this, if the news cycle was allowed to be the news cycle, Joe Biden would not be president. We would not be living in the misery we are at this moment in time. Anyway, I digress. A little too far there. Um, Hunter Biden is going to be deposed by the lawyers for the computer repair shop owner. And Margot Cleveland in The Federalist has some very good suggestions about what questions Hunter Biden should be made to answer in this deposition. He's going to face hours of questioning tomorrow sitting for this deposition in a civil case brought by the computer repair shop owner where he abandoned that laptop. The deposition represents the first time he'll be forced to confirm that he owned the laptop that obtained that contained a cache of emails incriminating the entire Biden family in a pay-to-play scandal. And unlike the criminal investigation and the Hunter's conduct, this time his father's administration won't be able to protect and save him. This is civil. So last October, just to give you the, the backdrop here, John Paul Mac Isaac, the owner of the repair shop in Wilmington, Delaware, where Hunter abandoned the Biden family laptop, filed a suit against Hunter Biden, alleging defamation. And it's true, he was defamed. Hunter Biden's attorneys countered with claims against Mac Isaac, alleging that the store owner had committed several invasion of privacy torts by sharing the data recovered from the laptop. In filing the counterclaim, And the answer in defense to Mac Isaac's defamation suit, Hunter claimed he lacked, quote, knowledge sufficient to admit or deny the allegations, end quote, that the laptop was his and that he dropped it off at the repair shop. Well, on Thursday, tomorrow, Hunter will be under oath and unable to allow his attorneys to obfuscate on his behalf. One of the first questions posed to the president's son will be whether or not he did leave that MacBook at the repair shop and signed the agreement stating that any equipment left with the Mac shop after 90 days of notification of completed service will be treated as abandoned, and you agree to hold the Mac shop harmless for any damage or loss of property. Of course, Hunter Biden's high-priced lawyers will do anything and everything they can to keep him from providing substantive responses, and he will likely trot out the "I don't remember" response so frequently. And it's there's a here's the here's the real difficult part of that. He might be telling the truth that he doesn't remember because he was in a cracked out haze for so many nights. Lord only knows if he remembers very much from that time. But that's still not going to be a defense. Unlike the journalist interviewing Hunter Mac Isaac's attorney is going to dig into this a lot further. One of the questions that should be asked, according to Margot Cleveland and the Federalist, is this your signature? Does it look like your signature? Do you have a MacBook? Did it have a Biden Foundation sticker? Did it break? Did you ever visit this area of Wilmington? What about this store? Where did you live at the time? 
if an expert identifies this as your signature, do you have any basis to challenge that conclusion? Then there's Mac Isaac's claim that Hunter Biden returned to the store a second time with a Western Digital external hard drive to allow Mac Isaac to transfer the recovered data to the hard drive. Follow-up questions here will expose the ridiculous idea that Hunter has no recollection of the affairs, if that's what he's going to claim. Quote, so you may have come to this store twice, driving yourself, but you have no recollection because you were too high to remember? Is that your testimony? And you don't remember purchasing a hard drive? Even if the boy wonder denies dropping off the laptop at all, Mac Isaac's attorneys will connect him to the laptop by establishing he purchased the external hard drive. To that end, Mac's lawyer directed Hunter Biden to bring all unredacted bank records from April of 2019. Of course, Hunter, uh, Hunter's lawyers may omit credit card and other financial records as technically not bank records. But the attorneys can push Hunter Biden on this point as well. How did you pay for these items that you purchased in 2019? What bank accounts and credit cards did you use in 2019? And depending on what he responds, uh, follow-up discovery requests will be made. The point here being that Hunter refusing to acknowledge any of these facts that he owned the laptop, that he brought the laptop, that he bought a hard drive, that he brought both of those things to this repair shop and abandoned them because he was too high to remember where he left them. If he denies any of those things, the authenticity of anything else he says will automatically be questioned and and simply cannot be believed. The authenticity of the laptop, by the way, its content is highly relative here. If the laptop wasn't his and he tries to claim that, and if he didn't drop it off, then how did all of that material contained on the hard drive get there? All of those emails of him to his uh, his uh, business associates overseas that implicate his dad and other family members in this pay-to-play bribery scheme. What material on the MacBook hard drive do you maintain is not authentic, Hunter? If the documents on the MacBook hard drive are all authentic, do you agree it's likely that the laptop was yours? Who would have had access to the laptop besides you? All of these things are very obvious. If, obvious, When Hunter Biden attempts to distinguish between data on the laptop and the equipment of the laptop, the hold harmless clause applies to any damage or loss of property. If he wants to hold Mac Isaac liable, and that's what this is about, a civil suit for invasion of privacy, it's extremely relevant to know whether the data on the laptop was authentic. And if, it, if he acknowledges it was authentic and that's how he was harmed by its release, the invasion of privacy, then all of the content of that data, all of that would arguably uh, uh, um, be construed as evidence, evidence of the bribery scheme that he is going to be uh, facing, well, that he is facing, quite frankly, right now. The bribery scheme with Ukraine, the bribery scheme with China, the relevance of the WhatsApp messaging, the I'm sitting here with my father, and if I don't get a call or a text uh, indicating that you are going to fulfill the commitment made, um, then uh, you will find out my ability to forever hold a grudge. The man sitting next to me and every person he knows, you will regret not following my direction. All of that stuff can be connected. So I don't want you to sleep on this tomorrow. Hunter Biden is facing a deposition tomorrow from the lawyers representing the computer repair shop owner. 
He is going to be asked questions that will have a direct impact, not just on this civil suit, but on the criminal charges that he may face and the entire Biden crime family may face, if indeed there is a criminal investigation. Because that's where we are. And a criminal investigation, you know, the left hates whataboutism. I think almost everybody hates whataboutism, but sometimes it is just simply appropriate. What about it? If this was Donald Trump Jr. and his laptop from hell, indicating that he and dad, President Trump, were taking $10 million uh, uh, per year or $5 million per year and the other mess- the other parts of the WhatsApp message. I don't know if you heard that, by the way. There- there's more to the WhatsApp text messaging than what we already knew. There is more to it than that. Uh, in fact, let me give you the most recent one before I continue the summation of the point uh, that we're making here. Um, 10 M 10 million per annum budget to use to further the interest of the joint venture. This move to 5 million is completely new to me and is not acceptable. Obviously I can make 5 million in salary at any law firm in America. He's he texted. If you think this is about money, it's not. The Bidens are the best I know at doing exactly what the chairman wants. He's talking about Chairman G from China from this partnership. That is a WhatsApp message also from August of 2017. The Biden family is up to their neck in corruption. Joe Biden is facing, I mean, maybe the downfall of a presidency if there is truly an investigation allowed to be to be conducted. Hunter Biden is facing prison. Maybe both of them, actually, because we are talking about extortion. We are talking about uh, it's certainly bribery, because that was the allegation in the first place from the whistleblower, Gary Shapley, and others. Um, and the, the text messages simply corroborate that. I, I don't like to throw these words around very often because they're hardly ever used uh, and, and, and even less often you know, brought to bear in a prosecution, but... If Joe Biden, as vice president of the United States, was selling access to the presidency, and that's what he would be, would, would be doing, guiding and driving policy to those in foreign countries um, in exchange for payments, I would call that treasonous. Like You understand why I, I hesitated there? I don't like to throw around the word treason. The left does that all the time. If somebody in a, with an R after their name does something they disagree with, they scream treason. But if we're talking about giving foreign adversaries money, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, beg your pardon, getting money from foreign adversaries in exchange for a policy that favors that foreign adversary, is that not giving aid to an enemy? Is that not abetting an enemy or an adversary? So we're talking about literally something at the... At the highest levels here, we got civil cases, we got criminal potential charges, and then we've got um, questions about whether or not um, Joe Biden is even fit to to resume his presidency or to continue his presidency. So that's where we are. It's nine fifty. We'll take a time out here. It's always right radio. If you've got thoughts on this, I want to hear them. I do not have a guest until ten thirty five when Max Miller will be around. But if you've got thoughts on Hunter, his father. The criminal cases against them that continue to get stronger, it seems, by the day. And if you've got thoughts on what they continue to try to do to President Trump and how he may not be helping himself 
by the way. I'll take your calls on that, too. 216 Right back. Okay, it's 9.54. The latest on the Hunter Biden story that I just told you about or referenced, um, uh, you know, again, we're, we're, we're talking about things that, and I may have uh, trailed off on my point about the whataboutism. We're talking about things that if they were done by any Republican, particularly if it was Donald Trump and Donald Trump's son, any of these things, they would be trying to hang all of them by a, a yardarm. They would be calling this treason. They would be calling this, you know, federal crimes. They would be calling for, you know, impeachment immediately and 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 criminal trials and, and prison and so forth with just the evidence we have now, and that is evidence that was difficult to obtain because of all of the corruption that the FBI has been engaging in and trying to stop prosecutors from actually bringing that information actionable information and bringing it for investigation and if and, and potentially grand jury indictments do, do, do you understand the severity of that i i hope you do if this was donald trump's son and donald trump in, implicated with only the we forget about getting more evidence forget about new whatsapp messages if the things on the biden laptop were on a trump laptop replace the name hunter with don jr or eric and replace the name Joe Biden with Donald Trump. If the WhatsApp message came from the phone of, of, of Donald Trump Jr. And it said, I'm sitting here with my father, the other big guy, and in Bedminster or in, uh, in, in Mar-a-Lago or whatever, and we want our money. If just what we know now existed, it would be enough to impeach, remove, and try those individuals. You know it, and so do I. But because it's Hunter and Joe... It's it, the the left thinks this is all a big nothing burger. They want you to to stop talking about it. They don't want you to even think about it. They don't want you to know that Joe Biden and Hunter Biden are 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 cut from the same cloth. That the chip, uh, uh, you know, off the old block. There is a chip off the old block here, and that they really are virtually one in the same. The reality is the apple does not fall fall far from the tree. There's Joe and there's Hunter and they're inseparable. My child called me up just the other day. He said, Dad, I need some crack. Can you help me today? And I had lots of cash. But bills to pay He said, don't worry, Dad, I'll find another way He was smoking for I knew it And away he flew Saying, I'm gonna be like you, Dad You know I'm gonna be like you And Hunter's in the basement with a silver spoon The hookers and drugs were gonna be there soon When you're coming home, Dad, I don't know when I'll be good and high by then, Dad yeah, I'll be good and high by then. Picking through rugs, um, smoking anything that re- even remotely resembled crack cocaine. I'm very proud of my son. My son came around just the other day. He said, I got me a deal where we can both get paid. Can I trade on your name? I said, sure, okay. Will anyone know? He said, no, no way. And as he walked away, he looked kind of dim and said, I'm going to be like him, yeah. 
you know I'm gonna be like him. He's, he's fixed it. He's worked on it. And Hunter's in the basement with a silver spoon. Ukrainian bribes were gonna be there soon. When you're coming home, Dad, I don't know when. I'll put aside your ten percent, Dad. I'll always have your ten percent. So, honey, what are you doing? I said, Dad, I'm fine. He said, You're not fine. I know how to game the system. Come on, come on. Well, he came from Kiev just the other day. Had a smile so big, I just had to say, Son, I'm proud of you. How's our cash supply? He nodded his head and said, Great big guy, but what I really need, Dad, is to borrow the car keys. You can take the vet, but watch the boxes, please. And Hunter's in the basement with a silver spoon. Classified papers all over the room. When you're coming home, Dad, I don't know when. I'm getting good and high again, Dad. I'm getting good and high again. He pointed out the reason why he regrets it. Is he didn't anticipate that that folks like Giuliani would use it to, in fact, try to embarrass his father? Yes, they are. The flat bugs. Come on, this guy is a dog whistle about as big as a foghorn. I stole an election and my son moved away. I called him up just the other day. I said you owe some cash. I want my cut today. He said, "Calm down, Dad. You know it's on the way." But my laptop is gone and now it's on you. And now we're both really screwed, Dad. And now we're both gonna be screwed. And as I hung up the phone, it occurred to me he was damn near dumber than me. My boy was dumb as me. And there was Hunter in the basement with a silver spoon. All of our crimes were coming out real soon. When's it all end, son? I don't know when, but we're gonna end up in the pen, Dad. We're both gonna be in the pen. I am absolutely certain, 100% certain, that at the end of the investigation, that I will be cleared of any wrongdoing. God save the queen, man. You and I have a rendezvous with destiny. We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on earth, or we'll sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness. Welcome to Always Right Radio with Bob France on AM 1420, The Answer. Onward into hour number two now, nine minutes past 10 o'clock on this Wednesday. It's the 28th morning of the month of groom in the year of our Lord, 2023. Just two more days to survive. The IRS whistleblower, Gary Shapley, has laid it out. The uh, we, were, we were stopped in our pursuit of justice. There were investigative steps we were not allowed to take because they could have and would have led us to President Biden. You heard that correctly. That's exactly what uh, what Gary Shapley said. You need to listen to this. If this was any other person, they likely would have already served their sentence. Gary Shapley was a lead IRS supervisory agent in Operation Sportsman, the investigation into Hunter Biden. Shapley said he uncovered conduct that warranted more serious charges. There were personal expenses that were taken as business expenses. Prostitutes, sex club memberships, hotel rooms for purported drug dealers, 
How much did Hunter Biden owe in taxes? So from 2014 to 2019, it was $2.2 million. The back taxes were paid off. And last week, the Trump-appointed U.S. attorney in Delaware, David Weiss, reached an agreement with Hunter Biden. The president's son would admit to a firearm charge and plead guilty for his failure to pay taxes. If a judge signs off, the deal means no jail time. Testimony we have just released details a lack of U.S. attorney independence. And Shapley told lawmakers that U.S. attorney Weiss was blocked from bringing stronger charges. But U.S. attorney general Merrick Garland said last week that Weiss was not. I'm saying he was given complete authority to make all decisions on his own. I documented exactly what happened, and it doesn't seem to match what the attorney general or the U.S. attorney are saying today. Shapley provided lawmakers this contemporaneous email he wrote after an October meeting last year. Shapley says Weiss told him the opposite, that Weiss is not the deciding person on whether charges are filed. It was just shocking to me. Shapley, who is still working for the IRS, told us that even before President Biden took office, he was directed to avoid leads involving Hunter's father. There were certain investigative steps that we weren't allowed to take that could have led us to President Biden. And you wanted to take them? We needed to take them. If you're looking for a money line, that was the money line. We should hear it again. There were certain investigative steps that we weren't allowed to take that could have led us to President Biden. There were certain investigative steps we weren't allowed allowed to take that could have led us to President Biden. They knew exactly what Hunter was into and exactly with whom he was into it. And that is his father, whose name he was trading on, like in the parody song that we did, whose name he was trading on whose power in the Oval Office of the Obama administration as the Vice President of the United States was exactly what he used to extort funds from these overseas, quote-unquote, business partners. This was going to lead to Joe Biden, and that's why they had to stop it. The FBI, the investigators, the Department of Justice stopped the IRS from taking whatever steps they needed to follow this trail wherever it ended, and that it would have ended with President Biden. Father. There were certain investigative steps that we weren't allowed to take that could have led us to President Biden. And you wanted to take them? We needed to take them. And you weren't allowed to take them? That's correct. 216-901-0945-888-281-1110. If you're wondering why I'm focusing on this so hard every day, um, you shouldn't. You shouldn't wonder. Because the mainstream media will not. What you just heard in that report from Gary Shapley uh, in, in an interview with CBS is an aberration. It's a one-off. It's an outlier. It's a, it was somebody tripped and fell and actually did a moment of journalism. You won't find this anywhere else. Why? Because they want you focused on the fact that Donald Trump is being prosecuted and facing trial has been indicted for classified documents of military nature, national security documents. Focus over there on Mar-a-Lago. Focus over there on Bedminster. Don't focus on the fact that Joe and Hunter Biden, from his time as vice president, Joe Biden's time as vice president, have been, have been creating a bribery and money laundering scheme that would rival any New York mafia family in the mafia's heyday. 
I don't think that's extreme. I don't think that's too hard. I don't think that's going too far. I think we're talking about, seriously, La Cosa Nostra, Delaware style. Okay. John in Cleveland. John, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. Fire away, sir. Good morning, Bob. Since the FBI had Hunter's laptop from the very beginning, and they knew that Hunter had business dealings with the Chinese and the Ukrainians, it's always been a mystery to me why they said it was Russian disinformation instead of Chinese and Ukrainian. Well, because the Russian disinformation would have followed the narrative that the Russians backed Donald Trump, just like they had in the first in the crossfire hurricane. Uh, it was an easier it was an easier uh, leap for them to say Trump colluded with the Russians and Vladimir Putin to win in 2016 to beat Hillary Clinton, and the Russians still support Donald Trump. They're the ones who created this phony laptop of misinformation, uh, making it look like that uh, the Bidens were, were dirty in, in Ukraine and China. It didn't have to be Ukrainian and Chinese China disinformation. Excuse me. It would be Russia that ran the thing. Russia that ran the the, the deep fake, if you will. That's the reason it was easier for them to sell well this sounds like a major misdirection on their part they're lying from the very beginning no question they, and and you know what's worse than lying john I, and i brought this up a little bit uh when we talked about crossfire hurricane too um what's worse than lying about something is manufacturing evidence it's like you know if you ask me if i uh you know if i uh went to a football game yesterday and if i say yes i'm lying about that that's different than did i literally go out of my way to create write document and fake evidence that showed did i did i print a ticket that showed see i did go to that football game yesterday do i have a phony credit card receipt that shows i paid to go to that football game yesterday does my car did did i did i manufacture my car's gas mileage in order to show that I drove from here to that stadium. I'm obviously making up a story here, but you see my point? Telling a lie is different than manufacturing evidence in order to to defend and back up a lie in order to implicate somebody else. That's what they did in Crossfire Hurricane, and that's what is happening here. They they alleged, uh, or excuse me, they 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 made up stories about um, uh, Russian disinformation to detract from the fact uh, that this was Hunter Biden's laptop. That everything in it could be corroborated and would be corroborated, and they knew all they had to do is deflect for what three four weeks. Uh, from the time this was known until the election, all they have to do is deflect for three, four weeks, get Joe Biden elected, and then whatever happens, happens. That's the the reality of this. It's more than just lying. It's about straight-up manufacturing evidence, which is a conspiracy to commit fraud. This is huge. This is really huge. Well, let's find out how huge it is, my friend. Thank you for the call, John. Let's find out how huge it is. And what I mean by that is that if it is as huge as it appears, will the Republican-led House do their jobs and file impeachment charges or file impeachment articles, to be more precise with the word? Um, because it might be the only way to get the full investigation that is warranted here. Merrick Garland won't allow a full investigation. We know that, for crying out loud. Gary Shapley just pointed it out. That Weiss was not allowed to follow the investigative steps, and he wasn't allowed to make the final determination as to whether or not uh, charges would be filed. Garland 
was protecting the president. So, so Garland and the DOJ, they're not going to allow an investigation to happen. They're not going to appoint a special prosecutor or special counsel to investigate this. The only investigation that can be done would have to be done at the legislative level, and that would involve an impeachment. And then hearings. Then they can present the evidence from the laptop, present the evidence from the WhatsApp text messages, present the evidence from the Chuck Grassley-held audio tape recordings of the Burisma executive with Hunter and Joe. You understand? This is So let's see if it's a big deal. And I'll be asking Jim Jordan about that on Monday. The more we have each and every week, the more the questions, the more questions that we uh, we have for our, our legislators. And I'll be asking Jim Jordan on Monday when an impeachment article is going to be filed over this, because this is what has to happen to truly get the bottom of it. To, to the bottom of it. Two one six nine zero one zero nine four five triple eight two eight one eleven ten. Mike Cleveland, you're on AM fourteen twenty. The answer, yes, sir. Hey, Bob. Hey, I've been listening to you for for years. I listen to you as often as I can. Hats off to you. You do a fantastic job, well, especially you. especially when you're hosting the, uh, you know, for Gallagher and all those guys. But I got to ask you, who who wrote that parody for that uh, Hunter Biden song? Uh, <laughs> I wrote it. Um, Bob, did it, you, it, it, it's hilarious. Did you ever see the hilarious. meme? Did you ever see the meme that you no, know? What I did not. No. Yeah, it, you know what inspired? Let me see if I can grab it. and I'll tell you exactly what it says. There's a meme that uh, I received uh, in one of my one of my social media accounts. Then a friend of mine actually sent it to me via text message too. And it was just it's just one of those funny memes, you know, about about yeah. them. And um, let me see if I can grab it real quick. Uh, yeah, here it is. It's just got a picture of Joe Biden side by side with Hunter Biden, and underneath it it says. And as I hung up the phone, it occurred to me, he'd grown up just like me. My boy was just like me. That's the meme, obviously, from the famous song by Harry Chapin. And when I saw that meme, it just, there's something just clicked in my head. And I said, I'm going to write a whole damn song. I'm going to rewrite the whole song and do it. And that's that's what I did. Whenever you host for the uh, national guys, you you got to play that. It's hilarious. And I think the screener told me. I would like to download that because there's probably a few hundred people I can send that to. Where can I find that at to download it? Well, if you're on my Twitter page, you can get it there. It's my pinned tweet. It's on my Facebook okay. page as a public uh, as a public post, so you can find it on my Facebook page as well. It's on my Truth Social page. I put it up there yesterday as well, so you can grab it on any one of those. Uh, and if I can find another way to uh, make it available, I will find a way, and I'll uh, and I'll let you know. Well, listen, you're doing a great job. You should be proud of yourself. And uh, if you play that one more time before you're off the air today, I'd love it. Oh yeah, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it once an hour. I want everybody to hear it in every hour. Not everybody listens to all three hours. So yesterday I played it in the eleven. Today I played it in the nine, and we'll give it in the ten also. So, so absolutely. And I was laughing my butt off yesterday and again today. But thank you very much for what you do, Bob. You're doing a great job. You got it, brother. Thanks for the call, Mike. I appreciate that. By the way, kudos too. As long as we're talking about that parody, and I'm pretty proud of it. I mean, I. I I write. I, I, it's something I've done. That's why I'm an English major. I write. I write poems. I sometimes write lyrics. Uh, I just I do goofy stuff like that sometimes, and that one just struck me. But it could not have been done because I can't sing a note. And I've known for all of my five decades on this earth plus that I can't sing a note. And yet I actually tried to record myself singing that song that I wrote. It was so god-awful, my windows cracked uh, when I played it back, and I literally had to punch myself uh, because it was so bad. So thankfully, I have talent at my disposal, and our, uh, our, our, uh, 
executive producer uh, and commercial producer, uh, uh, Dale Officer. Uh, he did the vocals along with Johnny Hiles, who's my show producer. He did part of them as well. Thank God in heaven that I have their talent to rely upon to make that happen. Otherwise, it just never could have been done. Uh, quick time out. It's 1022. Right back. Ten twenty-five on Always Right Radio. We've got Congressman Miller. Max Miller will join us in uh, about ten minutes. Going to ask him about Hunter too. Hunter Biden demanded ten million dollars per year from a Chinese business associate to quote further the interest of his joint venture with a Chinese energy company, saying that the Bidens are the best I know at doing exactly what the chairman of the Chinese Communist Party-linked firm wanted. According to a newly released WhatsApp message from the House Oversight Committee, again, this is August 3rd, 2017, when Biden was vice president. Um, th- this is this is extraordinary. Um, actually, I take that back. This is from August 3rd of 2017. So this is after Biden's vice presidency. President Trump uh, took over, of course, in January 2017. Very simple, Hunter wrote, $10 million per annum budget to use to further the interest of the JV joint venture. This move to $5 million is completely new to me and is not acceptable, obviously. If the chairman doesn't value this relationship as being worth at least $5 million, then I'm just baffled. I'm tired of this. I can make $5 million at any law firm in America. If you think this is about money, it's not. The Bidens are the best I know at doing exactly what the chairman wants from this partnership. Please, let's not quibble over peanuts. So in a related story, I guess Hunter Biden considers $5 million peanuts. But Hunter's business relationship with foreign adversaries and foreign companies clearly crosses over with his father. They are two peas in the same pod. child called me up just the other day he said dad i need some crack can you help me today and i had lots of cash but bills to pay he said don't worry dad i'll find another way he was smoking for i knew it and away he flew saying i'm gonna be like you dad you know i'm gonna be like you and hunters in the basement with a silver spoon the hookers and drugs were gonna be there soon when you're coming home, Dad, I don't know when I'll be good and high by then, Dad Yeah, I'll be good and high by then Picking through rugs, um, smoking anything that re- even remotely resembled crack cocaine I'm very proud of my son My son came around just the other day He said, I got me a deal where we can both get paid Can I trade on your name? I said, sure, okay Will anyone know? He said, no, no way as he walked away, he looked kind of dim and said, I'm going to be like him, yeah. You know I'm going to be like him. He's, he's fixed it. He's worked on it. And Hunter's in the basement with a silver spoon. Your Ukrainian bribes were going to be there soon. When you're coming home, Dad, I don't know when. I'll put aside your 10%, Dad. I'll always have your 10%. So, honey, what are you doing? I said, Dad, I'm fine. He said, you're not fine. I know how to game the system. Come on. Come on. Well, he came from Kiev just the other day. 
had a smile so big I just had to say, son, I'm proud of you. How's our cash supply? He nodded his head and said, great big guy, but what I really need, dad, is to borrow the car keys. You can take the vet, but watch the boxes, please. And Hunter's in the basement with a silver spoon, classified papers all over the room. When you're coming home, Dad, I don't know when I'm getting good and high again, Dad I'm getting good and high again He pointed out the reason why he regrets it Is he didn't anticipate that that thugs like Giuliani would use it to, in fact, try to embarrass his father Yes, they are They're flat thugs Come on This guy is a dog whistle about as big as a foghorn I stole an election and my son moved away I called him up just the other day I said, you owe some cash, I want my cut today He said, calm down, Dad, you know it's on the way But my laptop is gone and now it's on you And now we're both really screwed, Dad And now we're both gonna be screwed And as I hung up the phone, it occurred to me He was damn near dumber than me My boy was dumb as me And there was Hunter in the basement with a silver spoon All of our crimes were coming out real soon When's it all end, son? I don't know when But we're gonna end up in the pen, Dad We're both gonna be in the pen I am absolutely certain, 100% certain That at the end of the investigation That I will be cleared of any wrongdoing God save the queen, man. Right back on Always Right Radio. Enlightening the sleeping masses and stoking the fire of the American dream. Always Right Radio with Bob France on The Answer. 1036. Good Wednesday to you. Thanks for being with us. Jack Windsor's going to join us in half an hour. Joined now by Ohio 7th Congressional District Representative Congressman Max Miller. Congressman Miller, it's been a little bit. Good to have you back on the program. How are you? It has. I'm glad to be back on the program. It's been a crazy few weeks, uh, you know, going back with the debt ceiling and getting called back and shifting around. But I'm glad to be on and glad to connect, Bob. Well, first of all, though, how you how you doing on the uh, on the injury recovery? How you? Well, I think uh, some people saw that. So in the congressional baseball game. <laughs> And, 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 Bob, this is where it gets uh, pretty human for me and very sobering. So, you know, I'm 34 years of age. I turned 35 this year, and I've got to be the youngest member on the team by a good 10 to 15 years. And and I uh, I actually had tore part of my calf uh, while running to second base. And, you know, I'm on the mend. I've got this nice little boot, somewhat fashionable, and uh, I'll be okay, though. Um, I wasn't going to point out what you just pointed out, but since you did, that had to be a little bit rough because I see some of the guys out there. You got, as you point out, guys in their 40s and their 50s. Uh, you got guys, uh, you know, like Steve Scalise still playing baseball after being shot. And the young, healthy, fit Max Miller is the guy that suffers the torn muscle, for crying out loud. That had to be a hard one. Well, you know, it's not easy to swallow, but you got to have humility, right? And I, you know, it is what it is. The youngest guy on the team tore part of this calf, but <laughs> it's not slowing us down. So that's the best part. You know, we're back in Ohio, uh, traveling the state this week with Speaker McCarthy and the entire congressional delegation going to about four or five stops. And uh, I'll be home this evening back in Cleveland, which I'm happy about. 
Now, that's awesome. The most important thing, by the way, about that story uh, has yet to be div- uh, uh, divulged. Were you safe or out? Did you make it? No, I made it back. There's video. Bob, I'll have to send it to you. Oh, I'm I didn't know that. back to first base. Oh, it oh. gets worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, 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 the only thing I saw was a picture of you in the wheelchair after it happened. Uh, so I didn't see the actual video of the event. So I didn't know if you were trying to stretch a single into a double or steal a base or whatever the case might be. But as long as you were safe, that's the most important thing. It was worth the effort there. Uh, Congressman, I want to oh, ask absolutely. you, I want to ask you, I'm going to play this for those who haven't seen it yet because you tweeted about it. So obviously you're interested in what they're telling uh, from the, uh, uh, from the uh, press secretary's podium. Currently dealing with, but look. 13 million jobs, again, uh, when you think about uh, how Americans feel better about their personal finances, that is important. We th- do, do you find that your constituents uh, are feeling better about their personal finances because of the Joe Biden policies, Congressman Miller? Absolutely not. And the press secretary, as we've known since she started right after Jen Psaki, she just continues to gaslight the American people. No, our constituents aren't feeling better. She should go out to Medina, Wayne, and Holmes County and talk to our average farmer right now who is reeling from energy independence, who is reeling using diesel gas, and we don't onshore fertilizer here within this country, and you look at their inputs and what their outputs are, Americans within our district are struggling every single day. And they continue to put out misinformation to pull the wool over the American people's eyes to try to dumb it down, and then the media gives them a break day in and day out. The national news media has been giving this administration, as we all know, the biggest break that we've ever seen and makes disasters look like victories for them on a daily basis. It's absolutely insane. It it really is, and and here here's another quick flex from uh, Karine Jean Pierre, the uh, press secretary, uh, the diversity hire as a press secretary. But here's another thing she said: Good sense, Bidenomics, right? It kind of flows off the tongue really well. Uh, but in all seriousness, look, uh, what you're going to hear from the president. I don't want to get ahead of him. I think we've kind of laid out a little bit of what uh, what we what we are thinking. Uh, yeah, you have. I mean, they're 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 like all excited about something called Bidenomics, as if any president with a two syllable name ending in N hasn't always had. Reaganomics, Clintonomics, now Bidenomics are acting like this is something clever. The only difference being we actually had some really good economies under the other two guys who had the who had that uh, moniker. We did, but what is Bidenomics? I mean, even his press secretary, the president of the United States press secretary, <laughs> can't even articulate and tell the American people what the heck Bidenomics is. What is Bidenomics? Is Bidenomics cutting off energy independence? Is Biden not, you know, all this crap, is it losing labor across the entire country? I mean, having a porous southern border, that's Bidenomics? Because that's what we've seen consistently over the last two and a half years and almost three since this senile old man has been in office. And if that is Bidenomics, I don't think everyone in this country is going to reject it. And that's why over the weekend I saw a Chuck Todd poll uh, that I'd love to just show and familiarize Democrats with. 74% of people within this country believe that we are on the wrong track under Joe Biden. That speaks for itself in value. Well, the latest poll number that I saw, too, we're talking to Congressman Max Miller this morning on AM 1420. The answer, if you just turned us on, is he's at, when it comes to economics, he is at a 
3% approval rating. His, his overall approval rating is abysmal in the low 40s, but it's particularly on the economy, you know, where our energy prices continue to skyrocket. Inflation, they're bragging that inflation has fallen due to the Biden policies. It fell from the 9% that he increased it to, to still around 4%, which is still too high. We had a 1.9% uh, um average uh, inflation rate when President Trump was in office. So the idea that anything, and, and you know the worst part, Congressman, is when they brag about the 12 or 13 million jobs created. You know, jobs created, this president created, and, and everybody who has a, you know, a functioning cerebellum or frontal lobe literally knows when you lose millions and millions of jobs due to ridiculous lockdowns and the closure of businesses due to COVID at the end of the Trump term, you don't get credit for, quote, creating jobs when those people get called back to work. Absolutely, and they're taking credit for it, and once again, gaslighting the American people with mistruth. And it gets much worse than that. Right now, and I believe I've talked about this on your show before, but on the House Agricultural Committee that I sit on, our allies right now, what President Trump got done in redoing NAFTA to the USMCA, right, United States, Canada, Mexico, we have Mexico putting in a protectionist revision that is not backed by science when it comes to GMO corn. They've negated the USMCA agreement. Our neighbor to the north in Canada, which is supposed to be our ally, they put 318% dairy tariffs uh, on our dairy products that we give to Canada. And by the way, Wayne County within our district is one of the highest producing dairy counties in the entire state of Ohio. Our allies continuously pick our pockets every single day. We are weak on trade. Right now we are weak militarily to the world, especially in foreign policy. And we don't have a country because we don't have established borders. It gets so much worse than this. And then on everything else, with the corruption with the Biden administration and President Biden and his son, this guy gets a free pass and he gets a slap on the wrist when another individual, Kodak Black, a a rapper, had the same charge. And I believe he was sentenced to four years in prison. But just as Joe Biden said on the tarmac four to six months ago, no one effed with a Biden. And we all know what that means. It means don't worry, son. Nothing bad is going to happen to you because I control the Department of Justice. I work with the FBI. I oversee them. They are my political appointees. They will do what I want them to do. And that's how this administration has been responding since Joe Biden's been in office. We're talking to Congressman Max Miller. I'm glad you brought it up. I was going to read a tweet from uh, uh, House Republicans uh, today. Uh, House Republicans are working to uncover Hunter Biden's shady business dealings and hold those involved accountable. There should not be one set of rules if your last name is Biden and another set of rules for everyone else. But Congressman Miller... I feel like that is shortchanging the story here. Um, Hunter Biden's shady business dealings would not exist were not were it not for Joe Biden's vice presidency, and the fact that uh, it, we have had whistleblowers, we have had phone call uh, recordings, we have had uh, WhatsApp text messaging, all implicating the big guy uh, being you know behind this or at least being used as the centerpiece of this as uh, Hunter Biden traversed the globe to allies and adversaries alike, you know, making deals that would make him and other Biden's millions, running that money through shell corporations. So, Congressman, you know, I'm tired of hearing about the Hunter Biden laptop or the Hunter Biden this, Hunter Biden that. They need to drop the Hunter part and just say it's the Biden family laptop and it's the Biden family uh, uh, criminal allegations. Yeah, and I completely agree. And what we're doing in Congress right now, I believe, is the proper course of action. What the Democrats did to President Trump was unjust and it was disgusting. They brought a privilege resolution to the floor without giving that man due process, 
with a sham impeachment, and it happened twice while he was president of the United States, and one technically when he was leaving office. What we want to do within the House is we want to build an irrefutable case, not only to the American people so they can see the corruption from the Biden family for what it is, but also that Merrick Garland is not going to have a choice. And yes, I don't have much faith in his ability to move forward and to indict a sitting president or anyone within his family. But at a certain point within this country, if you provide enough evidence, and it's irrefutable, which we are doing right now with Jim Jordan and Jamie Comer on the Oversight Committee and Jim being on judiciary, we are building an irrefutable case that he is going to be nailed to the wall that he can't get out of. And that's what we want as Republicans. Yes, we can impeach him now, but we know it will fail in the Senate because we don't have a body of work that we can present to show the crimes that he's committed. Now, we have some of those crimes, but we want to build a larger case. And once we have that case, I fully believe you're going to see articles of impeachment actually hit the House floor and move forward with it. But the one thing that I'll say is, you know, Joe Biden deserves to be impeached because he's a criminal. But, man, I really do want him in the general election running in 2024 because he is the weakest candidate the Democrats have. And I believe that when President Trump wins the nomination, he will beat him in the general election and we will get this country back on track to where we were just three short years ago. I am glad you brought up um, some of that. Um, let, let's talk about Joe Biden's um, impeachment, potential impeachment, because I was talking in my first hour of the broadcast. I was so frustrated with the fact that we have all of this evidence. We have the whistleblower. Uh, we have Gary Shapley out there telling everything about what, uh, you know, the IRS uh, was trying to follow, the steps the IRS was trying to follow, and they were roadblocked from doing anything to bring charges. David Weiss was trying to to bring charges and so forth. And, and I'm thinking to myself, this demands an investigation. Well, we're not going to get one from Merrick Garland. The DOJ has no interest in investigating his boss, the sitting president. In fact, they have a very vested interest in covering up everything that was going on because it will also implicate the FBI. So if we can't get an investigation to build that larger case you're talking about, Congressman Miller, how do we get that information? I feel like if we find, you know, yes, it will lose in the Senate. Uh, you know, in a, in a Senate trial, but an impeachment would 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 force all of those hearings and all of that evidence to come out and force people to go on the record and to get uh, you know testimony uh, under oath and so forth. I feel like the only people who can investigate are going to be you guys at the uh, you know in the House. Yes, and and I believe that we are going to move forward with that probably towards the end of the year, from what I'm hearing right now. But firstly, would love love to go after Merrick Garland, and I think if you look at this as a whole. That's the right course of action. If we can get Merrick Garland impeached and we can get him out of office, because what he is is a Democrat activist and not an attorney general and the highest officer in the land, he's made his motives abundantly clear. You remove him, and then we can actually go after Joe Biden. But I believe you're right, Bob. It's going to start with us in the House. We need to take the responsibility at a certain point when every member is comfortable getting to 218 votes. I'm comfortable now. If that vote would have hit the floor, I would have punched that ticket. But we had some members within our conference that did not want to move forward with that impeachment vote. And that's why it got pulled, because they want to build a stronger case. Now, people can say that Republicans are being weak. I don't see it that way. I see Republicans being smart and savvy, executing a final game plan that we can put forward to actually hold these people accountable. And I believe that we're going to see some of that action. And I know that we want to see it now for the revenge aspect, for what this individual has done to our country and President Trump. But we need to build that case in order so he can't wiggle out of this as they do every single time they try. And they well, do I get it. 
Yeah, I get it, and I like the idea of going after Garland too. But same story is going to apply here, right? Does it, it it operates the same way as with a presidential impeachment? You impeach the AG. Does it go to the Senate for a trial? Same story. Same story. So, so you know, obviously he's going to keep his job, and then we're going to have said, okay, how much time did we spend going after him and exposing him? But he's already been exposed, uh, you know, as a as a corrupted, the most corrupted. The guy makes me long for the halcyon days of Eric Holder. That's how bad Merrick Harland has been. But he's going to stay in that spot, and then it just delays uh, the the revelations that we could uncover in an impeachment of Joe Biden. So, I mean, I know you guys know what you're doing, and and there's I'm sure there's a strategy here as far as when it's going to happen, but. I know that Garland will not allow an investigation of Joe Biden and Hunter Biden to take place. He will certainly not even appoint a special counsel to do that independently, which means you guys are going to have to do it. And I think the best way is to get everybody on the record in hearings, impeachment hearings uh, of, uh, of of President Joe Biden. And I think sooner is better than later. And you know what, so, too, uh, uh, Congressman Miller? Make him sit through all of this, while, just like they're making Trump sit in a Manhattan courtroom over a ridiculous uh, hush money payment and, uh, and this nonsense over the classified documents let's let joe biden approach the 2024 election in a courtroom if you will in a manner of speaking defending himself in an impeachment hearing let's put him in the same spot i don't disagree with you uh, there's just one problem that he may have and that i don't think he can he can suffer through all of that i don't think he can put himself through it. he's barely making a single day through the presidency as he starts his day at 10 and so ends true. it at 2 p.m every single day of his life so I fundamentally believe he should be put in the same constraints as what they're doing to President Trump. But here's what the American people are seeing. They're seeing that we do have a two-tier justice system within this country. We do see that elites within this country are treated differently than the everyday American citizen. We live right now in a weaponized government under the Department of Justice and Joe Biden's leadership. The American people are seeing this and they're waking up. The only people who aren't waking up to any of this, in my opinion are the national media. They once again will continue to hold the water for every single Democrat and then give them the Kool-Aid to drink from, and they do. I mean, it is unbelievable when you look at the other side and they say, well, you should leave Hunter Biden alone and you know President Biden and, and have a sympathy aspect. You know, someone yesterday in an interview said, and I believe it may have been The View, but I could be mistaken, and they said, well, don't you think it's a really heartfelt story that a father is taking care of their troubled son? <laughs> yeah, I, I saw that. I, I mean, it's a, Anna Trump, Navarro said it's a story about a father's love for his son. Yeah, Bob, that is the biggest crop of crap I've ever heard in my life. How old is Hunter Biden? Is he in his 50s, late 40s? I don't know. He's an adult male who has decided to screw up his life because he doesn't know his left and right lateral limits and how to be a moral human. That You're an adult. You accept your own actions. And personal accountability within this country is being lost every single day. But the American people saw how that man was treated as he you know, evaded the IRS and taxes, as he ditched an illegal weapon in a dumpster, and he got nothing for it because he's the president's baby boy. And that's how he sees it, and that's the country that we are living in right now. Congressman Max Miller, last question for you. Since you said, "Boy, I really hope he, uh, you know, is still in in uh, in the race in 2024 because we'll we'll run against him and beat him." If he isn't, do you have a, an idea? I mean, they're not going to. I mean, as bad as his approval ratings are, Kamala Harris's are worse. She's at a minus 17 approval versus disapproval rating, or 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 like versus dislike. They can't run her. What do you think the Democrats do if Biden physically cannot make this? You know. I don't think you've ever called me crazy yet, Bob, but I think you may with this idea. Uh, you know, if Joe Biden isn't able to run for president, 
I, I believe that Gavin Newsom is going to enter into the arena. And, you know, his policies as the governor of California have been absolutely disastrous. We have seen people flee California because of his policies and directing everyone to be in electric vehicles by 2032. They already have rolling blackouts, and people are leaving by the droves. But what, what intimidates me, and I shouldn't say intimidate, but which I think should, people should scare a little bit is he's a tall, good-looking, articulate man who does punch back. And I watched his interview with Sean Hannity a few nights ago on Fox, and believe it or not, I don't like this guy at all, and I'm, not, and I'm not trying to prop him up. I can't stand him, and I hope he never holds public office again. But I'm concerned he's another guy the media will glom onto and then prop up, and then he will have a real shot within a general election, even though he's run his state into the ground. I mean, in Pennsylvania, we elected John Fetterman. It was for President of the United States, we've elected a man who has dementia and probably sundowners. It is not out of the realm of a possibility that you can get a progressive socialist Democrat like Gavin Newsom to run for president and to win because people are voting off of emotion and not logic and reason. And we're seeing this and losing this within our country every single day. And I think right now, uh, you know, he's probably the one who could carry the mantle for the Democrats. And I believe that even the Biden team told Newsom's team, and they may have given him a cease and desist, so that they would stop doing presidential town halls. Well, um, I'll tell you what, that's, I, I agree with you. I don't think you're crazy. Um, Gavin Newsom has destroyed the state of California, and rather than stay there and continue to fight for it or, or whatever he does to it, he has been making the rounds in other states, particularly taking on Ron DeSantis and criticizing other Republicans. Less President Trump, but, but he has certainly been acting like somebody who is more interested in a national presence than a statewide presence. So I completely agree. Gavin Newsom would be somebody, uh, that would be ready to step in and perhaps is being groomed, uh, to step in and, uh, and, and take that, uh, away from Joe Biden. So we will wait and see, but I don't think it's crazy at all. Congressman Max Miller, thank you so much. Six months on the job. Keep up the great work. We'll talk to you again next week. Thank you, Bob. And really quick, I just want to say that song that you made is, is a piece of art, and you should continue to play it because I laugh my butt off uh, as I'm going to my next event here. So keep it going. Good work. I do appreciate that, sir. Thanks very much. That's Max Miller, Congressman from Ohio 7. It's 1055. If you didn't hear Hunter's in the Basement yet, uh, yeah, you're going to have to find it. It's on social media. Share it around. Put it on your email. Put it in, uh, you know, send it to other people. But, uh Yeah, we'll play it again, too, at some point in the third hour. Always Right Radio on AM 1420, The Answer. This hour of Always Right Radio is brought to you by KeepingMedicareSimple.com and The Floor King. You and I know and do not believe that life is so dear and peace so sweet as to be purchased at the price of chains and slavery. If nothing in life is worth dying for, when did this begin? just in the face of this enemy? Or should Moses have told the children of Israel to live in slavery under the pharaohs? Should Christ have refused the cross? Should the patriots at Concord Bridge have thrown down their guns and refused to fire the shot heard round the world? The martyrs of history were not fools. And our honored dead, who gave their lives to stop the advance of the Nazis, didn't die in vain. Where then is the road to peace? Well, it's a simple answer after all. You and I have the courage to say to our enemies, there is a price we will not pay. There is a point beyond which they must not advance. This is Always Right Radio with Bob France 
1420, The Answer. Hour number three is underway. Good morning. Thanks for being with us. It's 10 minutes past 11 o'clock on this Wednesday, the 28th morning. Just two, two to go. Just two more days of this repugnant, vile, decadent, perverse crap. In the month of groom, in the year of our Lord, 2023. Appreciate you being with us. Um, great conversation with Max Miller. Um, we've spent a great deal of time this morning giving you the latest on the Hunter Biden scenario uh, and, the more importantly, the Joe Biden scenario. Um, this, this line, and, and again, I, I, I rail on the legacy media, the mainstream media, for all the right reasons, because they really just do not do their jobs anymore. But in the rare occasion when they actually talk about something relevant, like they did on CBS, I do like to highlight it. I'm going to hit this again before we go to our next guest. It was just shocking to me. Shapley, who is still working for the IRS, told us that even before President Biden took office, he was directed to avoid leads involving Hunter's father. There were certain investigative steps we weren't allowed to take that could have led us to President Biden. And you wanted to take them? We needed to take them. And you weren't allowed to take them. That's correct. They built a fortress around Joe Biden. Uh, did Merrick Garland, did the FBI. The DOJ and the FBI built a fortress of protection around Merrick Garland. Uh, that's the bottom line. Uh, I, I beg your pardon. I, I'm, I apologize. Merrick Garland, the DOJ and the FBI built the fortress, rather, around Joe Biden. They would not allow uh, the investigators and these whistleblowers uh, who are telling the truth now to have access to the truth and to bring that forward. And as you just heard, David Weiss was not allowed to be the person who made the decision as to whether or not charges would be brought or investigations would continue. They built a fortress around Joe Biden. That is why, as uh, Max Miller said, the next step has to be the impeachment of the Attorney General of the United States. We'll talk more about that, but let's welcome our next guest to our program. He is a familiar name and a familiar voice. He's been on this program for now, what, going on almost three years, I think, since he started to hold uh, Governor Mike DeWine's feet to the fire during the COVID hearings. He, of course, is the founder and editor-in-chief of the Ohio Press Network, also our State House correspondent on AM 1420, The Answer, Jack Windsor, and it looks like he brought some friends. Hey, fellas, how y'all doing out there? Jack's cheering section follows him wherever he goes, and he comes right here now on AM 1420, The Answer. How you doing, Jack? Hey, guys, put me down. I, I don't want to sit on your shoulders. Okay. Hey, hey, Bob, I'm doing great. You guys have to do that when I'm taking a drink of water. I literally, just after I introduced you, I sip a bottle of water, and I almost say it on my nose. <laughs> uh, that's great. Uh, hey, I'm that. super fantastic. Real quick, Bob, I do want to add some, uh, just some commentary. I'll point it sure. out as commentary. You know, Peter Schweitzer wrote, Profiles in Corruption. I think that came out in 2019. Mm-hmm. And, you know, actually it was January 21st, 2020. We ask, we act surprised when, you know, there are records tying Hunter to Burisma, uh, to money from China. And this was written about three years ago. And uh, that to me points to the culpability of the mainstream media, uh, as well as a lot of other things. But this is real and it needs to be dealt with. And, um, I'm glad that it's finally coming to light. So that's all I'll say. About yeah, that. I am too. And no, you you can say a little bit more about that. In fact, Jack, uh, before we get into Ohio issues, which we normally talk about, and they're they're dealing with the budget bill right now, 
Um, let, let's let's hit this real quick. There's two stories uh, about presidential candidates. One is the sitting president of the United States and the scandal involving pay-to-play schemes that were outlined in depth in the, in emails found on the Biden fam, uh, crime family laptop. Um, we also have evidence of. Uh, the pay-to-play and the bribery schemes with uh, audio tapes that Chuck Grassley is in possession of. We also have uh, eyewitness testimony from whistleblowers. We also now have WhatsApp messaging from uh, Hunter Biden threatening uh, his foreign business partners that his father, Joe Biden, then the vice president, would come down and bring the wrath down upon them if they did not come up with the rest of the money that they were owed. So we have all of this evidence here. And, Jack, you know what the media is talking about? Donald Trump. And they're talking about the 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 uh, the records and uh, you know the documents and so forth, and and that to me is you know in a nutshell the problem here. We should be focusing on the issues of corruption, where we have a ton of allegations and a ton of evidence of a sitting president, and instead we're following that sitting president's directive to bring charges against his opponent, his top opponent in the other party. Focus on that, get the story on that, get the media on that, and they are dutifully following. It's all about the, the leaked DOJ tape to CNN of the, you know, the Trump conversation about the document uh, when he was in Bedminster. All of this crap is just so, this is what we mean when we talk about not just a two-tiered system of justice in terms of criminal justice, but in terms of public, the court of public opinion uh, justice. The people aren't allowed to focus on what's going on with the Biden crime family because the Biden crime family has forced us to pay attention to Donald Trump and the document scandal. Yeah, I mean, you hit it. Uh, you hit the, the nail on the head, Bob. I I just want you to think about how different the world would look if, if the press actually did its job and, and reported facts. And, you know, one of the challenges we have in the digital world in which we live is that we can lock ourselves in our own echo chamber. The problem is there are people on the left who, to this day, still believe that Donald Trump is a, is a Russian spy. You know, they didn't get the memo. They didn't get the breaking reports. They didn't they don't read it. They they surround themselves with people that tell them exactly what they want to hear. Problem is, people on the right do that as well. And uh, but in spite of all of that, Donald Trump is up six points. So I hear and see what the mainstream media is doing. And, and I, I recognize that now that there are tapes of Trump. But every time that they've tried this, it's been an abject failure. And it'll be interesting to see. Uh, how big Trump's lead will be in the Republican uh, primary and over uh, Joe Biden in, in the next couple of weeks. But I think the average American, first of all, about 9% of people believe what they read and, and see on TV. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's a lot of noise being made. And, and I actually think that it's like a diminishing return now. I think every time the press does this, it actually hurts Joe Biden. Um, I could be wrong on that. We'll see how that plays out. But it's disgusting. By the way, Joe Biden's on tape saying, well, yeah, I told him that. You want the money? Then do this. I mean, literally, he, he was called quid pro Joe after yeah. that. And, and, and now the press is like, oh, well, we don't know. that. 
the, the dude sat on stage and bragged about yeah, it. Yeah, he, he I knew mean, it was it was it was a televised now. event or a recorded event. You're exactly right. And and of that of course is only one element of that is to get the yep. prosecutor looking into uh his son and Burisma Shokin uh fired. But there was so much more than that now too when we look at his business partners in China, uh, you know, as evidenced in this WhatsApp thing. So it's just getting deeper and deeper and every single time uh, it is brought up, um, uh, you know, the, the Biden fi- uh, crime family and their scandals. Every single time they do something else to take the attention away from it and focus it back on yep. Trump. That's why two nights ago, that's why um, suddenly CNN finds itself in possession of the audio tape of Trump uh, talking about how I have a document here that I could have uh, declassified when I was president, but I didn't. And now I can't because I'm not president anymore. Uh, suddenly it's, oh, look at that. There's the tape. No, don't look over here. Don't follow the WhatsApp story. Don't follow Joe Biden continuing to deny that he's ever talked with his son about overseas business deals. No, focus on Trump. Look, we have the tape now. And, you know, as soon as this one blows over and, and there's more evidence brought out against Joe Biden and Hunter Biden, they're going to find something else to turn the attention back to orange man bad. It's just repulsive. Well, yeah, well, when the information was leaked about the Supreme Court, nobody went to jail there. And I'm sorry, if there is a, a pending investigation, uh, somebody has to be held liable. I mean, this is information that it, that should be going toward the case and revealed in court. Uh, now, journalists obviously have a lot of latitude, as they should. Uh, but, look, it's it's sloppy if Donald Trump is involved. But when you, when you want to ask about Joe Biden or Hunter Biden, uh, that's under investigation. We can't comment on that, even, even when they're under oath speaking to uh, a, a con- congressional committee that's trying to investigate. It's, it, there is a two-tiered system of justice, and no it's question. a clown show right now, Bob. No question. Yep. Jack, uh, let's pivot now uh, while we can to the Ohio State budget. Yesterday, the, they were there was a conference committee in which members of the House and members of the Senate got together to kind of work out the differences between their two different budgets. Um, I don't know if they're going to get this done by the end of the week. They're supposed to. The budget uh, is around $88 billion in size, and it also <laughs> has folded in some other non-monetary issues or spending issues, uh, talking about, for example, uh, Jerry Serino's uh, Senate Bill 83 uh, on higher education and trying to take the wokeness out of higher education. What can you tell us about the negotiations and whether or not this will be done soon? Yeah, so yesterday we reported in the Ohio Press Network that despite the Rules and Reference Committee sliding into the bill, the budget bill, um, or not the budget bill, but into Senate Bill 43, which is a Veterans Homestead Exemption Bill, language that would give the lawmakers an extra week to reach a compromise on the budget. They took that out yesterday. So, um, look, they have until the end of June to get agreement on the budget and to get it to, to Governor Mike DeWine. And they're constitutionally required to do that. That's why they're looking at extending this. Now, keep in mind, the House still has to send a version to the Senate to get concurrence. Now, there is that joint committee, so I'm sure that they could bless it. But listen, I want to give you uh, two things here. Um, the first is I talked to Senator Andrew Brenner earlier today because he's actually the guy that put together that Senate Bill 43, the Homestead, Veterans Homestead Exemption Bill that they were trying to wrap that extension into. Mm-hmm. And my feeling from that call, Bob, was he was saying without saying, I don't know what the holdup is, but he did tell me directly, there's nobody to pl- placate on the Republican side of the aisle. Now, that he said there are a few things like the third grade reading guarantee that would need addressed, but he felt that the party uh, as a whole could come together in an agreement on those things. But a couple of the key differences, um, the Senate's version spends $2 billion less than the House version. The Senate's version has $180 million more in spending on school vouchers. The Senate's version contains $541 million uh, less in funding for public schools. Uh, and then, obviously, there's the, the Sereno part of that. 
And so it begs the question, if, if Jason Stevens, I mean, it's his house, he's the leader, right? Uh, if he's not trying to placate Republicans, Bob, who, who is he trying to placate? Yeah, that's a great question. And, and you know, I'll, I'll tell you something else just about this um, getting done. I spoke with a senator yesterday. Um, I won't say which one because I was asked not to. But I spoke with a state senator yesterday about getting the um, uh, SAFE Act, which includes now the uh, uh, Save Women's Sports Act and the Parents' Bill of Rights, which were passed by the House last week, also folded into the budget bill, which can be done. And Mike DeWine would not be able to line-item veto those. He can only line-item veto, I understand it, uh, uh, monetary issues. Uh, but if these things are included in the Budget Act, we can get this thing done before they go to recess. If we don't get this done now, recess is until September. Um, yeah. And Lord, Lord only knows what kind of momentum it will have at that time. That senator said it's not even been discussed. Um, are no. you hearing anything differently about, uh, mm-hmm. about, about whether or not that – and um, I didn't know until yesterday also – that there was no concurrent bill or, or companion bill, if you will, on the Senate side. I thought the Parents' Bill of Rights had a companion on the Senate side, and uh, same thing with the SAFE Act. Turns out, no, they haven't even gone into committee. There's been nothing even proposed to right. consider that yet. So, um, you know, if things go the regular route, those bills that were passed by the House yesterday are nowhere near becoming law, or I'm sorry, last week. They're nowhere near becoming law because they would have to go through the entire committee process uh, unless they are folded into the budget bill, which I'm told, like I said, is not even on the table. Yeah, I don't think it's on the table, and, and I think part of it is the runway is really short. There's not a lot of time to get this budget lifted, right? And so uh, that would be, uh, between you and me and, and some of the folks that I've talked to at the State House that want to remain off the record, it's not going to happen because the teachers' unions, they don't like that parents' bill of rights. And by the way, I think that might be the hang-up, you know, when we talk about giving, uh, you know, 500-plus million uh, dollars, less dollars to public schools, um, and, you know, giving more to voucher programs. Well, the teacher unions don't like that. And it appears that uh, the rumors I'm hearing is that Jason Stevens need to, needs to, one, placate the unions because now they play with Republicans as well as Democrats. Uh, but, two, keep in mind, he, it took uh, Democratic support to get him the gavel. And uh, if, he, if he peeves uh, Allison Russo, I think he's concerned, based on what I've gathered, uh, that he's going to be vacated. And so he's kind of walking that line. And if we were going to put something into that bill, uh, they tell me, like the SAFE Act, uh, Save Women's Sports, Parents' Rights, uh, it, it, it's going to get hung up even more. And so they're trying to get this over the finish line. And uh, I think that's the big issue. But, Bob, I want, to, I want to point out two really important things on this school spending issue, because I think it's what's going to, going to be talked about a lot. Uh, through COVID, $6.68 billion was given out to schools, $2.3 billion is still unclaimed. Schools have a $9.2 billion cash reserve. And uh, according to the Department of Education, uh, that number as a percentage has doubled in the last 10 years. So they're not without money. And it would appear to me, if I were to guess, that the Senate's saying, well, then, then spend your money. Uh, you know, and so when the crying is, well, the schools aren't getting enough money. The schools are sitting on $9.2 billion. And they still haven't spent the money, that, the COVID money that they were given. So I think that's important to know.
That's a pretty astounding number. I did not know that, uh, and that is important. Uh, Jack Windsor is, is all over it. He and his team at the Ohio Press Network following the budget bill battle closely, all of these other very important bills, school vouchers, and more. Jack, always appreciate your time. Thank you for weighing in on all of these very important issues. Keep us up to date. Uh, even come back this week, tomorrow or Friday, if something happens with this budget bill that is of note, because I know if anybody knows about it, you will. So we look forward to talking to you then. I commit to do that, Bob. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you, Jack. That's Jack Windsor on AM 1420. The answer with us, it's 1126. Um, I think I've got time for it one more time. After the bottom of the hour news, if you've been waiting for it, yeah, we'll hit you again with Hunters in the Basement. Stay here on Always Right Radio, AM 1420. The answer. This hour of Always Right Radio is brought to you by KeepingMedicareSimple.com and The Floor King. Alrighty then. <clears throat> it is 1136. Thanks to uh, Jack Windsor. Certainly appreciate uh, uh, his point of view. Thanks to our good friend, uh, Congressman Max Miller as well. But um, I, I don't have anything really super profound to say at this exact moment except Okay. I, I, my phone is blowing up with people listening to the show saying, play it again, play it again, play it again. Um, I, I, what do I do? Well, I, I'm a man of the people. I have to do this. Um, if you did not hear this before, I played it yesterday for the very first time. I've had it locked and loaded for about a week. Uh, we, uh, we kept our powder dry, as it were. The more we learn about the Hunter Biden business relationship with Joe Biden, the more we learn about allegations of, of – uh, bribery and extortion from Chinese uh, business partners, from Ukrainian business partners, Ukrainian oligarchs, the more we learn about the relationship between Joe Biden and Hunter Biden and how intricately linked they are, the more we're reminded of a of a very famous father-son song. So, uh... child called me up just the other day he said dad i need some crack can you help me today and i had lots of cash but bills to pay he said don't worry dad i'll find another way he was smoking for i knew it and away he flew saying i'm gonna be like you dad you know i'm gonna be like you and hunters in the basement with a silver spoon the hookers and drugs were gonna be there soon when you're coming home, Dad, I don't know when I'll be good and high by then, Dad Yeah, I'll be good and high by then Picking through rugs, um, smoking anything that re- even remotely resembled crack cocaine I'm very proud of my son My son came around just the other day He said, I got me a deal where we can both get paid Can I trade on your name? I said, sure, okay Will anyone know? He said, no, no way as he walked away, he looked kind of dim and said, I'm going to be like him, yeah. You know I'm going to be like him. He's, he's fixed it. He's worked on it. And Hunter's in the basement with a silver spoon. Ukrainian bribes were going to be there soon. When you're coming home, Dad, I don't know when. I'll put aside your 10%, Dad. I'll always have your 10%. So, honey, what are you doing? I said, Dad, I'm fine. He said, you're not fine. I know how to game the system. Come on. 
Come on. Well, it came from Kiev just the other day. Had a smile so big I just had to say, son, I'm proud of you. How's our cash supply? He nodded his head and said, great big guy, but what I really need, dad, is to borrow the car keys. You can take the vet, but watch the boxes, please. And Hunter's in the basement with a silver spoon. Classified papers all over the room. When you're coming home, Dad, I don't know when I'm getting good and high again, Dad I'm getting good and high again He pointed out the reason why he regrets it Is he didn't anticipate that, that folks like Giuliani would use it to, in fact, try to embarrass his father Yes, they are The flat bugs Come on This guy is a dog whistle about as big as a foghorn I stole an election and my son moved away I called him up just the other day I said you owe some cash, I want my cut today He said, calm down dad, you know it's on the way But my laptop is gone and now it's on you And now we're both really screwed dad And now we're both gonna be screwed And as I hung up the phone it occurred to me He was damn near dumber than me My boy was dumb as me And there was Hunter in the basement with a silver spoon All of our crimes were coming out real soon When's it all in, son? I don't know when But we're gonna end up in the pen, Dad We're both gonna be in the pen I am absolutely certain, 100% certain That at the end of the investigation That I will be cleared of any wrongdoing God save the queen, man. Well, there it is. That's uh, that's the uh, the request, the popular request uh, that I am continuing to get. And uh, do do what you will with it. Look, um, pe- a lot of people are saying, "Can you put it on YouTube?" Um, I can't, and I don't want to try because I cannot stand YouTube. I use YouTube only when I have to for True Blue. First of all, YouTube is owned by Google. Google, You know that. Um, YouTube is a censoring, free speech denying hellhole. Uh, that if anything, they remotely... They're, they're as bad as Twitter used to be under Jack Dorsey, maybe worse. And if you post anything that they remotely disagree with, they will demonetize you, they will suspend your account, they'll do whatever they have to. Um uh, my t- my True Blue programs, and by the way, season two of True Blue has started to drop. There are three episodes now uploaded to True Blue. If you have not yet um, subscribed to True Blue, which is the True Blue factual streaming network, it's a television network uh, devoted to true crime stories, I host a program there called uh, True Blue Today, in which we talk about uh, the most important crime stories of the day and policing in America, criminal justice system, and so forth. Um, season one is 12 episodes long. You can get it, uh, at True Blue. Just go to watchtrueblue.com without any E's. Watch True Blue, T-R-U-B-L-U, no E's. Get it? Watchtrueblue.com. Uh, All 12 episodes of season one are up. Uh, we now have three episodes posted of season two. We are about seven episodes in, so we'll be dropping new ones, uh, this week, next week, and so forth. But anyway, we also upload segments from my program, True Blue Today, to YouTube. Uh, this is a corporate thing. And so many times they have been uh, demonetized and stricken from the YouTube platform. It's a, 
It's a fact-based. Yes, I do offer my opinions in it, but it's a fact-based. This is what's going on in you know the criminal uh, streets in America these days, um, and and they've they've booted it because they don't like the content because it makes certain people look bad. It makes criminals look bad. It questions the um, intelligence of some of the policymakers, the elected officials that allow criminals to run wild, those kinds of things, and YouTube boots it. So you understand my point. This is why I put it on Vimeo, and I did not put it on YouTube. So if you want to get that and if you want to share it, here's what we'll do. It's already on my social media. It's on my pinned tweet uh, on Twitter at France Rants, or just look for Bob France. It's on uh, uh, Truth Social. My handle there is always right, uh, WHK. And it's on my Facebook page, which it's a public post from Bob France. You don't have to be a Facebook friend of mine to see it because I did post it publicly. So you can grab it and share it, and we'll also have the audio version of it uh, on, of course, the podcast page at whkradio.com, as we always do anyway. Anything we do on the air, you can get there. So grab it, share it, do what you want with it, uh, send it out to people in an email. Would it be nice to have it go viral? Yeah, it would, to be truthful. I want more and more people to do what we do. And that is laugh at the clown show that is the Biden family while also getting an understanding of uh, the allegations against them, which is which are which are myriad and which are very serious. Um, They very well may end up in the pen by by the time it's all said and done or at the very least booted out of office uh, through impeachment. Okay, that's it. That's all the time that I've got. Uh, Thanks so much to uh, my guests, Max Miller and Jack Windsor. Thanks to my team of Johnny, Marianne and Marcy. And thanks to you for listening. I want you to be well, be safe. Don't forget, subscribe to True Blue. It's only four ninety nine a month. It's cheap. It's nothing. Subscribe. Watch my show. Tell me what you think about that as well. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.